Have you been thinking about what skills you may need to develop to be successful in the future? <laughs> it's a question we all think about. Let's talk about it. What's going on, family? Happy Friday. Thanks for checking in with your boy. It's good to see you virtually. Yes, that's how I think about it. I see you virtually. Thanks for checking in. Hey, it's noontime. So that means it's lunchtime on the East Coast. Enjoy your lunch. Appreciate you turning it on in the lunchroom, virtually, at home, whatever the case may be to my folks out West. Uh, enjoying that morning drive, if you will. Thank you for checking in as well. Listen, like I said, I think all of us think about how to continuously develop, how to continuously be on the edge of some learning that's going to make us valuable. And the question that pops in your mind is, man, what do I need to learn to do that? How do I do that, particularly in this age of technology and not only continuing advancements in technology, even the pace of the advancements are picking up rapidly. And I'll share some of that as well. But I'm I'm like you, fam. And so I did some research and I want to share what I've uncovered in my research. The other thing that's happening in the work world is this constant push and pull of the work from home thing. A lot of employers are taking a different stance on it. So let's unpack that a bit. By the way, if you want to share your experiences, you can do that. Hit me at James Rousseau, SR, at James Rousseau Senior on all the socials or open the Holy Culture mobile app and hit message the station and I'll get it that way as well. As I said at the onset, a lot of us are thinking about skill development. And oftentimes we think about skill development. It could be a daunting task. We're thinking about not only what we need to develop, but how we need to develop it. Is it going to be on track? Will it best serve me today? Will it best serve me tomorrow? And the list of questions that can jump around in our head are almost endless, right? We want to seek out the uh, advice from people or we just stop and shut down and do nothing. Well, let me say this to you. Let's not do nothing. Let's actually take some action. And so what I did was I did some research because I'm like you. I need to be thinking about how I'm developing myself for the future and for today. And I try to think about the, even the balance of that are the skills I'm developing going to serve me today, tomorrow in what I do as leading, for example, the Corling solution, holy culture, et cetera. Or are there going to be skills that may serve me down the road as I'm watching things develop? And as Wayne Gretzky say, sometimes it's about where the puck is, but it's really about trying to skate and be where the puck is going to be in the future. And so you need to, Consider how you balance your time and development, okay? The first thing I want to tell you is this. There are two themes evolving in terms of the skills we need to develop. And a lot of it generates around technology. So you can think of it that way. If technology's in the middle, on the left, maybe people who are enablers, enabling organizations to take advantage of all the potential that is now in the marketplace because of the advent of new technologies, you need people to still direct that technology, find the opportunities and, and and seek and conquer those opportunities. On the other side of that, think of it this way, are things that technology won't solve for and you still need human capabilities. And so you still need to grow some things on that side of the garden, for lack of better terms, to help grow that part of the garden. Or again, balance is a key word. You can do some of both. So let me lay out for you within those two themes 10 skills to think about. Let me lay out 10 skills to think about. Number one should be no surprise, generative AI. And when you think of AI, I think contextually, you have to think about it almost like the iPhone moment. When iPhones first came out, think about how much they changed everything. 
Some of us were walking around with an MP3 player, a Walkman, a Discman, whatever the case may be. Some of us still had phones. I mean, excuse me, cameras back then. So think about that. You had a Polaroid camera. You had digital cameras. We were learning how to take digital pictures, download them to our computer, maybe do a couple manipulations, but then post them, share them with family, et cetera. iPhone comes along, puts all those things into one. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. We had separate phones. Some of us still had pagers, let's be honest, or BlackBerry, right? And so now iPhone comes along and puts it all in one place. The communication, the music listening, the taking uh, uh, photos, editing those photos and making them better. And then all the apps that came with it when the app store was launched and exploded. This is not too dissimilar from that in terms of contextually what is happening. So generative AI skills, qualities and abilities that are needed to spot opportunities, develop solutions, manage change, and address ethical implications. In that generative AI skill set, that's what's required. We need people who can do that. The second thing that's happening, or second skill, excuse me, is sustainability. Businesses more than ever today are thinking about sustainability and meeting targets such as net zero targets. And so you need people to have skills around identifying and implementing green solutions, green solutions. Just remember that. If you remember nothing else, green solutions, you can Google that later. You need people who can identify and implement green solutions. The third skill that I'll share with you, and this is not a new skill, but again, it's more prominent now because of things in the environment, is project management. People, whether you are managing humans or managing machines, someone, still has to cultivate the environment and march down a project plan to get things done. So you need the skills to pull people together. You need the skills to manage the technology and make sure it's aligning with the plan and all in an effort to solve problems. Project managers overall solve problems by bringing together different pieces. And one of the things to underscore in that is you don't have to be the technical expert. You don't have to be the subject matter expertise. You need the ability to create a talented team and lead that team to the finish line. Hey, that's three for now of, again, 10 things I want you to think about in terms of skill development. When I come back, I'll share a few more. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. What's good, family? Thank you again for being here. We are talking about the top skills you might want to consider for 2024 and beyond for your success. And I went through three earlier, so let me go into three more. The The fourth one, and this should not be a surprise to anyone, this one is not new as well, is communication skills. Right now, more than ever, there's a need for those who can identify messaging opportunities and bridge communication gaps across organizations. And also just think about where we are contextually inside of organizations. Communications got more complicated, right? Because we have gotten more virtual. So naturally, what used to happen at the water cooler, what used to happen walking together from your department down to the lunchroom now does not happen. The number of informal conversations has naturally decreased. Nobody's fault, just the circumstances that the pandemic introduced into the work environment. But that also means there are more opportunities. So I used to use, for example, the carpet rule. If you know the color of the carpet inside someone's home, that means obviously you've been to their home. That means obviously you've spent a lot of time with them. You've been able to grow with them in a different way. So professional relationship is also 
gotten to mature to somewhat of a personal relationship and a deeper level of rapport. That now takes a lot more intention to get to that point. And so people who communicate and find opportunities to deepen communication are highly valued. So a skill to consider. Fifth one, clinical healthcare skills. There is a shortage of healthcare workers. And that has been true over the last few years. And unfortunately, people don't necessarily see the victory lap coming anytime soon. So healthcare workers are needed. Qualities needed. Human qualities like emotional intelligence and empathy will always be critical. So if you skew there, think about healthcare as a place you may want to be. Some of us, let's be honest, my friend, some of us have sat in seats for a while and said, man, this does not feel like my seat. I may need to make a change. Well, always be scoping and looking around. One of the things my pastor used to say, Bishop Graham, I used to love when he used to say this, he used to say, you know, when people are looking for their mate, I tell them, don't stop looking when they're in church. Sometimes when I'm praying and we're all standing up, open your eyes and take a look around. You may see that person you need may need to get to know. I would say the same thing is true when it relates to your job and what you're doing. It's not disloyal to where you are to open your eyes and look around a bit and sense what may be happening and where you may be able to see succeed a bit more because you've gotten into the right lane. So the third one, again, not a shocker, I'm sure, are data skills. Okay, data skills. The AI revolution is built on data and understanding how to transform it into value is becoming increasingly important to business success. So, again, think about the leadership team at your current job or where where you reside today. Or if you're the owner, think about how you see it. Think about the need to have data to inform your decisions, the need to have data to make execution better. The need to have data to be more efficient in what you're doing. These people are needed. And so, again, another skill to develop. And by the way, one of the things I would love to say about this skill is you do not have to be an analyst to desire to develop data skills, to be an operator, to be a a business operator, meaning a manager, general manager, an executive, so on and so forth. You have to understand data. You have to be able to read data. You have to be able to mine data. You have to be able to direct the mining of data. Asking the right questions sometimes is the biggest thing you can do, right? Asking the right questions. Data will help you do that. I used to have a a gentleman used to work for me in data. And one of the things he taught me is ask why five times. Usually the fifth why gets you to the root cause, if you will. So ask why. Ask it in data. When I come back, family, I'm going to share The final four skills I want you to think about this year. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Hey, family. Thank you for tracking along. I hope you're enjoying your lunchtime. It's about, let's see, 1250 here on the East Coast, enjoying this time with you. And um, man, I always think it's special when we can come together as a community and address things that are affecting so many of us. So as always, man, this show is about you. If you want to participate in this conversation, by the way, hit me up on at James Rousseau SR or open the Holy Coach mobile app and hit message the station and I will get it because we're talking about the skills you need in 2024 and beyond. And I've gone through six of them 
Excuse me. Yes, I've gone through six of them. Let's go through the last four. Let's go through the last four. Again, not a new one, but interpersonal networking is number seven. Interpersonal networking, ability to make friends with the right people will always go far. And as I said, in communication, the same is true here. Some of the things we took advantage of knowingly or not, while all being physically located, have dissipated. Since we're not as physically located, again, being around the water cooler, the coffee machine, walking together to the lunchroom, coming out of a meeting room together and walking back to our department area, all those little things where we were able to debrief topics, share ideas, help each other with concerns are now not there. And so that informal time has to be replaced with intention. I don't know how else to say it. That informal time we used to take advantage of consciously or unconsciously has to be replaced with intention. Being intentional about creating relationships, being intentional about having a network, not to keep score, not to say I have the most expansive network, but networking for the purpose of being productive and being in community. Maybe think of it that way. That is a skill. Number eight, cloud computing skills. If you have not been aware of the cloud. I, make, I, I don't think you cannot not be aware of the cloud. I just think maybe you haven't thought of it that way contextually, but those who use Dropbox, uh, Google Drive, uh, Microsoft One, I think it's called, all those different places of taking data and information off your machines and putting it in the cloud, as we all like to say in the cloud. Um, but just think about that. Think about how much we've changed our behavior. Think about the fact that there used to be a time, man, if you lost your hard drive on your computer, you would go nuts. Now, many of us, if the hard drive fails, we go, okay, because it's in Google Drive. But for most of us, the, 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 the machine has now become in large part a, what they used to call a dummy, a dumb terminal. I just go to this terminal to access things that are out on the cloud and I can access it from my phone my iPad, my Android device, you name it. I can be in a hotel and go down to the lobby and sit at a machine and log into that machine at the hotel and access my world, right? Not to mention my phone when I'm in the, in the car going from Uber in Uber from one place to another. So the people who are going to do that, who are going to be a part of this market and listen to the numbers of the market at current, it is a $570 billion market cloud computing with the expectation excuse me, expectation of going to 2.5 trillion in 2030, $2.5 trillion market. So technical skills to assist businesses large and small with their migration to the cloud is a skill to think about developing. Number nine, machine learning engineering. When we talk about AI, generative AI and all those different things, there are people who are in the background who help the machines to learn. And excuse me, maybe not with generative AI, because I believe the whole part of generative AI is that it learns on its own, but AI proper. Okay. Need those technical skills to implement it. Right. And this is a growing demand. The thing is they still need humans to teach the machines, to guide the machines, to teach the machines how to learn all those things still require skills. And last, but certainly not least at number 10, and man, this is like a war zone is cyber security skills. I mean, literally think about this ill, intentioned individuals are racing to get our information. You can, I mean, if you Google breach any morning, you're likely to find it was a breach somewhere yesterday of data. 
right? And some of us have different services that tell us your data might be at risk because this healthcare system or this retailer or this online game uh, store or this social media platform got hacked. And these people are holding data and often issue ransom notices in order to release that data back to the persons that we had entrusted it to. Just think about that for a second. There are people, this is their profession to go steal and then monetize that data. Well, you need people on the other side called cybersecurity experts who are going to help ensure that that data doesn't get taken. And to a certain degree, I don't know if you can ever totally protect it, but minimize the risk, put processes and such in place that if an incident happens, what are we going to do to get the data back and for, and, and re-secure it, et cetera? You need people who want to be a part of that. That is a highly cherished skill and there are no signs of that slowing down. So if you want to think about, again, like I talked earlier about a topic or, or a certain skill, rather, excuse me, that also leans into a vertical. So there's two ways to think about it. One, you can go deep in it and that be your job. So again, if you feel like what you're doing today may not totally satisfy you, this is another area to check out, just like healthcare. But the other thing is, even as a leader, again, business operator, manager, business owner, you must be astute on cybersecurity and protecting your business. When I come back, family, we're going to talk about a couple different things. I, you know what? I don't even want to tease these out. Just keep it locked. We'll be right back. Back, 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 back. With James Rousseau and the Corling Solutions Show. Yeah, go. Be sure to follow him and the conversations on Twitter at James Russo Sr. You know, I remember a time in my career where uh, work from home was not normal. It was not normal at all. I, I, re I distinctly remember... If you wanted to work from home, you had to fill out a document so you could do a trial of work from home. Yes, I, I remember that. I'm thinking 2002-ish, 2003-ish. You had to fill out this document and you had to make some uh, <laughs> claims in terms of, you know, you'll keep your productivity up. You'll abide by, you know, certain guidelines. Um, and it was totally understood that this is a test. We're not sure is going to work. And this was, I think, common practice ac across the company. I was working in financial services at the time. And it was looked at with a lot of apprehension, a lot of, I don't want to say disdain, that's too strong a word, but people were definitely suspect of working from home. Obviously, there's going to be a loss of productivity. We'll lose team cohesiveness. We may lose continuity and functions. I mean, it was just all the negative connotations pre-thought that you could imagine. And I was probably guilty of some of that too, to be honest with you. I, you know, at that time I ran operations, I was based in, in Delaware, but I had teams in different parts of the country. And definitely I, I was, uh, if I can see you, I believe it, <laughs> right? Like if I can see you working, I know you're working, uh, so on and so forth. I would have to say, listen, if, if I was, if, if not, not if I was, I was in that space. And if I was highly critical, I was wrong because at the end of the day, I got used to understanding it's about the results and about, it's about the outcomes. And fast forward now, 20 years, we're still having some of the same concerns. There are, I think, two things happening right now on this work from home thing. One is, that you still have some folks who was where I was in my head at the time of, I need to see you to believe you're being productive and have not moved to the point of it's really about the results. 
And even today, let me be honest, there are a lot, in a lot of cases, I have a bias and higher interest in being in a room together because I create better that way. But I also have flexed my style to be able to work with a virtual team. And so a lot of times that's what we need to do, flex our style. And what's happening right now is two things in, in the work environment where people are saying, I want you to come back to work. IBM is one of the latest examples in January. Senior VP Granger said that all managers based in the U.S. must now report to an office or client location for a minimum of three days each week, irrespective of their current work arrangement. That is huge because if during the pandemic or thereafter, you were in a role where you proved you were able to have the same productivity and or better. Some people reported better. And you also made a lifestyle change, meaning that you've now grown used to waking up, taking care of kids, having breakfast with kids and or spouse, taking someone to uh, kindergarten, school, etc., working and then having lunchtime and maybe having lunch with your kids and or spouse, so on and so forth through the day. And now you've created a different flow of day to now be told you must come back regardless of what you told were told you could do. It's a huge change for people. And so in some cases, um, listen to this stat about 24% of leaders. So no, I'm sorry, two stats recent survey from resume builders showed that 90% of companies plan to stop working from home by the end of 2024, 90%. I mean, nine out of 10 companies plan to stop work from home by the end of 2024. And 24% said they would threaten to fire employees who don't comply. Now, those are two headline data statistics from one survey, but I don't have a reason to doubt that it's probably fairly accurate. And there has been some data surfaced, I think, from two different angles. One set of data says people are as productive or more. There's some other data that says people are not as productive. What I haven't seen is conclusions because the thing with data, as we all know, is depending on how di- how much you dig into it, you can draw different conclusions. And so I haven't seen those conclusions say across the board, holistically, we have empirical evidence that it's more productive or it's less productive. And so what I want to say to you, leader, is do your homework and make the impact of this in your organization to make it right for your business. Don't rely on the themes in the marketplace. Don't rely on the, in your industry, this is what everyone else is doing. Please be sure to get underneath the data for yourself because again, you are responsible for the culture you cultivate. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Hey, family, earlier in the show, I talked about, again, some skills you might want to develop in 2024 so you can succeed in 2024 and beyond. We went through 10 skills. If you missed that part because you're just tuning in, It'll be on the podcast next week or so. Make sure you check that out. Again, I believe you are interested in personal development. That's what this show is about. And so 
These tips, I hope, are helpful. Give me some feedback, by the way. Hit me at James Rousseau Sr. on any of the socials, or you can open the Holy Culture Radio app and hit message the station, and I will get the message. The thing is then, if you agree to learn any of those 10 skills, how you do it. Sometimes we get stuck on the how. I'm a how person for sure. And so I um, am never <laughs> short of ways to get things done. But I know sometimes, you know, we can get stuck there. And I want to give you some things to think about in terms of, okay, I'm going to go tackle this. I am going to go learn this. Where shall I do it? So the first thing I would say is with any of this, did you Google it? Google it first. Just just, just Google it, right? Uh, Google it or Google is not only a place, but a verb for a reason, because it allows us to access things and take flight from there. And if you Google any of those I talked about, generative AI, healthcare skills, data, communication skills, interpersonal networking, whatever, you're going to find a litany of information. And then you can start sifting through it to qualify what may best serve you. The second thing I would say is training courses and workshops. Same thing. When you Google it, you'll find training courses and workshops for sure. And some will be free and some will be paid. Same thing. Your job to sift through and find what's going to be the best experience for you. The third thing, which I think often can be overlooked and I'm guilty as well. Thank God uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, put an advisory board in place for our organization and things like that because sound counsel matters. And so find a mentor in the respective space that you're seeking to grow. Find someone who does it well, particularly if you know this is a steeper incline of learning for you. Find someone who it could be an ongoing mentoring relationship, or you know what, you could just spend some time initially and they're going to get you on the path. Simple questions such as how do I best learn this new skill? Simple questions such as how will I know when I'm at different learning points? What are some of the milestones I should be aware of for this skill, et cetera, can go a long way. So get a mentor. Online resources, use them. There are plenty of online resources. Like I mentioned, you'll Google it and then you'll find things such as YouTube videos, such as learning communities, such as Facebook groups with people who are steeped in this field, but also people who have gotten into it recently. I'm sorry, and not the field, a specific area of learning. Would you believe that there are groups that focus around different areas of learnings? Yes, there are. I mean, when you think about almost anything that we do has an affinity group. I mean, just think about that. Almost anything that we do has some associated affinity group. Leverage it. And I'll wrap on this one. You can always use different modes of formal learning, whether you want to go to conferences and seminars whether you want to go to a college and get a certificate in it or get a full degree, so on and so forth, you can do that as well. Now, obviously, since we're talking about skills, it's going to be probably be more certificate oriented. And even places like LinkedIn have those learning areas where you can get the learning. So my point is there are no lack of how, hows, 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 hows to get this done if you want to learn, family. We'll be right back. James Rousseau and the Corling Solutions Show. Yeah, Be sure to follow him and the conversations on Twitter at James Russo Sr. Family, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time, your valuable time, doing your uh, lunch hour, whether home or at work or commuting or whatever you're doing. It's raining here in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Actually, I'm sorry, Glen Mills, Glen Mills, PA. We just moved our offices from 
Wilmington, Delaware to Glen Mills, PA. Still, still half pregnant. We've moved the office space. We still have to move the studio. So that's to come. But nevertheless, <laughs> I'm in Glen Mills and, um, yeah, it's raining. And so, uh, I don't know. I always feel like going into a rainy weekend. I must get something. I was going to say good to eat. I'm, I'm going to start changing that to nourishing because good to eat sometimes has a whole different connotation. It means I'm going to come off the wagon. I'm going to say nourishing. So what shall I nourish myself with on this um, rainy Friday afternoon? Hey, listen, next week, I want to make sure you're ready for this. I've got Anthony Flynn, the author of Zero to Seven Figures, joining me for a wonderful conversation about all things business uh, and how you grow your business, nurture it, execute well. Wonderful coach uh, to many executives in the Fortune 100. And so you'll love that. As always, for event information, go to holyculture.net forward slash events. Artists, yes, submissions always open, holyculture.net forward slash submissions. And if you find what we do to be of benefit, if you find the content to be helpful, if you find the music to be inspiring and overall everything to be empowering we welcome you to donate to this 501c3 ministry holycoach.net forward slash donations until next time be informed be empowered be accountable informed, empowered, and can now be accountable. What were some of your takeaways from this episode? I always enjoy hearing from you, so please share. Additionally, if you have questions, hear some things that are new to you, or need some clarity on some of those things, I am here to serve. Go to our website at thecorlingsolution.com slash podcast. Right below the show notes, you'll see a comment section. Tell me about some of your takeaways from the episode. You can ask your questions. You can mention challenges in the areas that we cover or tell me about guests you'd love to hear from. Alternatively, you can do the same through social media channels of Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Thank you as always for linking up and I look forward to seeing you next episode.